Yeah, see, in my head, I like to picture this show as some sort of, like, serial crime drama show, but with Dudley Do-Right. That's basically what it is. And Sweet Nell. I don't think Sweet Nell's in it. What about Snidely Whiplash? There's no Snidely Whiplash. Well, what's the point? Hey there, Internet. I'm Annie. I'm Kit. I'm Mac. Where were you? I was I was watching a puppy. Oh, God. And this is the Gem Jam, where we do an episode-by-episode episode recap of the 1980s cartoon Gem on the Holograms, because it is truly outrageous. Today, we are having another one of those episodes that are just like, it's a holiday special, but not the holiday that you think a cartoon would cover. Especially when it's a cartoon that's technically about orphans and foster care. What's funny is that this episode features absolutely 0% Bonnie and her dad with red hair. Both Video and Clash's dads have red hair. This could have gotten confusing real quick. This episode is written by Roger Slifer. We have seen him before. He also wrote Last Resorts, which featured the line, The Bear is Blocking Synergy's Hologram Projections. AKA the best line in this entire show. He also wrote Intrigue at the Indy 500. Yes! Roger Slifer's my favorite. Uh, He was co-producer for most of the show. We've been over a bit of this before. We'll see him a few more times during this season and the next. And uh, for those of you who watched the whole series before, Roger Slifer also wrote The Day the Music Died, which is the greatest episode. I love that episode. Mackenzie likes that episode. There's Riot in it, and he's wearing swim trunks. Uh, We open up in a building marked video. Video has her own building now. The holograms are recording a music video for Only Me and the Music. And this is weird to me because A, this is usually a dance song and dance is nowhere in sight. And two, they're all in their glitter and gold outfits. Anyway, let's talk about Rhea's little glitter and gold outfit because hmm, it's a green dress with a gold clown collar. Sorry, Rhea. To be honest here, I don't really like most of their glitter and gold outfits in general because like, you know, Jim's is kind of awful too because it's got that giant ruffle. I see. I, I like the gigantic ruff. She can spit venom from 10 paces. (laughs) Exactly. She's about to attack Newman as he's trying to escape from Jurassic Park. Video is recording this whole music video. Yeah, this is this is an entire video shoot where video is in charge. That's a confusing sentence. Um, Where is Anthony? I mean, Jem has a line here where they're like, Jem's like, your videos have a lot to do with creating our image. So does video make them? Does Does she make those? What happened to Anthony? Nope, this is an episode about video, therefore video does everything. Much like how Rio does everything when asked. Except no episodes are about Rio, thank goodness. So, Jim's, you know, like, your videos have a lot to do with creating our image. If there's ever anything we can do to help you. That's a little solicitous. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Ah, video's just so cute. She deserves someone. Anyway, video's like, I'm just trying to figure out what to get my dad for Father's Day. And Jim's like, why don't you make him a video? And like... Video has been dicking around with cameras since a very young age. I feel like her dad's been getting videos as presents for a long time. And he's like, this is a great idea, isn't it? We could do the music. And Video's like, and I could do the video. No. That's it. That's it. That's all the parts of a video. That's all that's required. Music, video, good job. Pack it in, boys. Anyway, the holograms decide that they're going to contribute clips of their own fathers because that's not intrusive and weird it's supposed to be a video for video for her father why do you need clips of your dad in there yeah but are you guys are you guys ignoring this really weird thing here 
Well, yeah. When when did Aja and Shayna get fostered or adopted or whatever? Where are their biological parents? Okay, Aja's like, great, I know I have some home movies of my dad and me. And Shayna's like, me too. Okay, okay, okay. Unless they're all talking about Cave Starlight. If I'm remembering from the, the backstory episode that happens like towards the end of season two, I want to say that Aja and Shayna were at least like 10-ish when they were adopted. So I guess it's feasible that they had fathers that just died. They just went away. Just one day my dad clipped into nothingness and was never seen again. My dad fell out of the environment. Have you noticed how sometimes if we're walking through a scene and somebody throws food, the food will just disappear? That's what happened to my dad. So Kimber is not happy about this, but Jem studiously ignores her and she's like, everybody get your home movies and meet me back at Starlight Mansion. Where does she think Shane and Aja keep all of their things? So Kimber and Jem are driving home, which also begs the question, uh, did Shayna and Aja drive separately? So, like, Jerrica is about to not get it for the whole freaking episode. Which is weird, considering that her dad is dead, too. They're, they're sisters. Cave Starlight died, like, a year ago? I don't, I don't know where we are anymore. Like, where we are in comparison to Smash Cut to Funeral. Here's the thing. This seems like this is maybe the first Father's Day they've had without their father. That's the feeling that I get here from how raw Kimber's emotions are. So this has to have been less than a year. Anyway, they're driving down the street and Jerrica's not getting it and Kimber's in a mood. And then Jem transforms into Jerrica in like broad daylight in the middle of the road. Yeah, just on a road. She's like, I don't know. Why, why do you think this is a bad idea? And Kimber lists some reasons. And she's like, are you being selfish? Aren't you being selfish? Video's our friend. She deserves our support. She deserves for us to shoehorn footage of our dad into her Father's Day video. Go up to the attic, Kimber, by yourself and dig through our dead father's belongings. Maybe you'll stop being selfish and having feelings by the time you're done. But never mind Kimber's feelings. That stuff doesn't take a while to get over. So Kimber goes to the attic, she finds a box of their dad's stuff, and then she starts reminiscing while a heavy 80s guitar riff starts up. It's song time. Something is missing in my life. And for some reason, Cave Starlight had like a huge ostentatious blue house coat, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I wrote that down. I apparently wandered around in a bright blue bathrobe. Yeah, it's like a couple of pictures, a trophy, and a house coat. That's what's left of Cave Starlight. Also, we finally get to see his face. Yeah, I guess they sort of decided what he looked like at this point, so he wasn't just looming in the background. It's kind of weird that they took so long to come up with a face for him, and that's the face they picked. It took like a couple episodes, too, because like it wasn't that long ago that we were doing Scandal. That was that was four episodes ago. This is Gem and the Hologram, Something is Missing from My Life. Uh, we originally heard it in Adventure in China. Uh, I'd like to think that this is a bit more contextually appropriate, as opposed to... My earrings were stolen, and the Misfits made copies, and somebody mistook plastic for Ming Dynasty artifacts. Yeah, this feels like it should have always been a song about a girl being sad that her dad is dead. I think that season two has actually done a really good job of recontextualizing a lot of these songs so far. Yeah. We watch Baby Kimber play with Cave Starlight, he hugs her, and older, more adult Kimber reaches out to try and touch him, and he turns into a tornado. You know, the usual, the usual imagery. Is that what happened to him? He turned into a tornado? I mean, this is Cave Starlight we're talking about. The whole video is Kimber just seeing her dad in various places after he died, I guess. Tiny Kimber is just so cute. Anyway, the song ends. Video and the holograms are here from wherever it was that they went. 
And they're watching through various videos, I guess, to try and find the footage that they want to use. Dear kids, you did used to have to set up a film projector and a screen for these things. Uh, video tells them that they're throwing a Father's Day banquet in her hometown. Which is fancy. Yeah, that's very fancy. Kimmer's like, whatever, I don't care. I'm not going to watch home movies with you. And Jerrica still doesn't get it. Kimber, why are you being so selfish? You're just throwing tantrums. Why don't you go write the song for the video, Kimber? We have to perform this song tomorrow. You better go write a brand new one. Yeah, Kimber got voluntold into writing the song for the episode, I guess. Uh, Kimber turns off the lights while she leaves uh, in the same way that Booker hits buttons in Bioshock Infinite. Even Shayna's like, what's up with Kimber? Like, Shayna! Her dad died. That's what's up with Kimber. This is so weird. Why would Kimber be upset right now? Uh, I have a quick question for you guys. Did someone say millions? Daddy Gaborbox is here. And he completely ignores Pizzazz when she asks if he wants to do anything for Father's Day. This is heartbreaking. He just doesn't care. He's like, I'm busy. I got to meet a man about some Arabian horses, which I'm pretty sure is just an allusion to needing to use the bathroom. But then way later we find out, no, actual horses. And he says, if you want to buy me something, just don't spend too much. Remember, it is my money. Jeez, dude. And Pizzazz is like, I'm a famous rock star. I have my own money. Do you? Do you really? I mean, she has to be making something. I know, but every time she needs money, it's somebody else's money. It's true. She does turn to Eric for his money sometimes, too. And let's be honest, Eric makes no money. And Stormer did pay the $30 for the honor jar. What is she spending her rock star money on? Uh, photorealistic gem costumes for Clash? Apparently. So Clash invites Pizzazz and the Misfits to Mulberry. Which Pizzazz says sounds like a new soda for wimps. I would buy that soda. I would do. I would buy Mulberry Soda, a new soda for wimps. Oh, this is a Pizzazz's Daddy Issues episode because Clash is like, my daddy adores me. And Pizzazz is like, no, he doesn't. Nobody's daddy adores them. Everyone has the same broken family dynamic that I do. Oh, Pizzazz, honey, you're breaking my heart. Anyway, I'm guessing Mulberry is one of those ridiculously wealthy, like, commuter towns out in New England. It's absurdly idyllic. It looks like the town in the Erie, Indiana show. Uh, so we pull up outside of a garish-looking house, which Pizzazz says implies that Clash's dad has taste. Your mileage may vary. And apparently Clash's dad calls her Clash. He does seem like the kind of dad who would. I mean, if your daughter's like, I have a cool nickname now and it's Clash, you're just like, all right, your name's Clash now. I guess it's better than calling her Connie. Yeah. So he picks her up, he spins her around, and Pizzazz is just like completely baffled. Like, he actually does adore her. Like, this is a foreign concept. She, it had never entered into her mind before that anyone's parent could love them. Or even like them. Pizzazz, honey. Meanwhile, a couple of doors over, Video arrives home. And her parents are like the Cleavers. Vivian, so glad to see you today, Vivian. Anyway, then we find out that Clash's dad is the drunk uncle. Yeah, he lives two doors down and he just barges over with his troop of glam rockers and he says, what's for dinner? And Video's mom is trapped by the social niceties and says, I guess we'll feed you. So she feeds them. I just have her parents named as Mr. and Mrs. Video and Mr. Clash. Anyway, she's like, Mrs. Video, that meal was delicious. And Mrs. Video is like, you girls have an appetite. And again, this weird shaming for... The, when the Misfits eating that we had in Misfits in Hawaii. I mean, it's definitely not as prevalent here. Anyway, it doesn't matter. 
because now it's time to watch home movies. It turns out Clash has had purple hair since the day she came back from the hospital. This makes Clash canonically the only character who has ever actually dyed her hair a ridiculous color. Because if that means that purple hair is her natural color, then the color she had in season one, she dyed it that kind of like hot pink. What do you have to do to purple hair so that you can dye it that color of pink, I wonder? You gotta bleach the hell out of it. And it turns out that throughout their entire shared childhood between video and Clash, Clash has been the attention-seeking younger cousin who ruins everything. Uh, Video is two years older than her, it turns out, which uh, I guess I can see it. Meanwhile, at Starlight Mansion, Jerrica comes and it's like, Kimber, she's still sulking in her room. We need to talk. Did Jerrica finally get it? Nope. Oh. Because Kimber is basically lying around not writing lyrics, and Jerrica gets on her case about that. And Kimber responds with, I'm not inspired, which there's a rant building up in my soul about that, but I'm going to restrain myself. Yeah, Kimber's like, I'm never writing the song. Never. And that was our commercial break. Yeah, Memento Mori, buy our dolls or Kimber won't make the song. You'll never get any tape cassettes with your dolls ever again. So later on, uh, everybody piles into the rock and uh, the glittering gold roadster. I don't care. It's the glittering gold roadster, not the rockin' roadster. So they're all in cowboy outfits and Jerrica's taking Kimber out for a surprise. I wonder what the surprise is. Oh, I think this is supposed to be the next day, by the way. Yeah, this is the day of. Meanwhile, at Mulberry, Video is making videos with, uh, with some equipment with like fathers in town with their kids. And somehow she's going to edit this into her video that she's showing tonight, I guess. She better work quick. Anyway, meanwhile, Pizzazz is bored. Yeah, they're cruising around in like the raddest car and Pizzazz hates this town because it's tiny and boring. And then suddenly we smash cut to a way better budget. Like this car looks incredible. You guys got to like cue this up on Netflix because it is like it is ridiculous just how sudden everything improves. This is the Misfit song. This is a new song. It's called Let's Blow This Town. They are making mischief. You've got people buying sodas and pizzazz driving the car past and snatching a soda from someone's hand while the car goes past. Basically, it's the Misfits terrorizing a small town in the 50s. There's bowling. There's a pool hall. There's sodas. It's pretty great. Pizzazz is also in that same outfit that she was wearing in Old Meets New with the ponytail and sunglasses. It's great. It's a real good outfit. And suddenly the animation uh, gets, like, average poopy again. Clash pleads with Pizzazz and says, don't leave while she herself is driving the car. I feel like you're able to call the shots on that one. It's kind of cute how she defends her hometown a little. It's like, come on, it's a banquet. And anyway, they drive up to uh, to where video is being accosted with questions about Gem and the holograms, about how Gem is super nice and no, I don't know who she is. And they call video a real life celebrity. But Clash, whose career is professional groupie, is not having it. Clash comes in and claims that video's a fraud, that he doesn't really know the holograms. And oh, by the way, here are some real rock stars over here. It's the Misfits. There's this great moment where they're like, Pizzazz, will you sign something? Anything? And she's like, anything? And then she lifts her pen and writes it on her arm. Really? Really, Pizzazz? That's the most mischievous place you could think of to say- You couldn't sign her forehead or something? Yeah, come on. Something that makes her look goofy. In a fit of pique, Video announces that Gem and the Holograms are going to make an appearance at the Father's Day banquet to accompany her video. 
is singing a special song dedicated to my dad. And Pizzazz goes, Jim and the sing-alongs? Here? Wait a minute, that's right, he wrote that episode. Yes, he did. This is the same writer from Little Miss Pinkhair and the sing-alongs. Awesome. He came up with that joke and he decided this is the best thing I've ever written. And he was right. The joke's so nice, he told it twice. Anyway, let's go ride horses. Ponies. Seriously, why did the gem dolls never get horses? It seems like a major oversight. Oh, oh, by the way, real quick aside, let's talk about Rhea's cowboy outfit that they made to fit with all the other cowboy outfits. It has a leather headband and a bolo tie. Anyway, Kimber really, really wants to leave. She wants to leave this ranch. She does not want to ride horses until one of the hands is like, you want me to saddle up Lucky? Lucky is apparently Kimber's favorite horse in the whole wide world. Yeah, it turns out Lucky is a white horse with a face marking that's in the exact same shape of an upside down horseshoe. That's how you hold in the luck, folks. It feels like this should have been a toy. They all should have gotten cowboy outfits and ponies. Sparkly manes and ridiculous outfits. So the holograms go riding. Kimber's got the only horse that's a different color. Oh, that's a horse of a different color. Annie, no. Hey! Anyway, they ask if, uh, if Kimber's having fun, if she's feeling inspired yet. She's like, get off my back. And Jerrica still doesn't get it. Jerrica, come on. She's like, you're being childish. Why aren't you writing the song? And you guys, does nobody have a B plan for this? Kimber is right. Nobody actually asked her if she wanted to do this. Do they have no other option here other than write up a brand new song in less than eight hours? Jerrica's like, I thought coming up here would make you remember all the happy times with dad. We used to come up here. It's like she's circling around it. But she still doesn't get it. Kimber screams about not wanting to hear any more about father and takes off on Lucky. Uh, Lucky hits a point where it'd have to jump and she doesn't want to and uh, rears. And we watch Kimber dramatically fall and land unconscious on the ground. And we get a commercial break. But guys, do you realize what this is? This is a memento mori by our dolls. Yeah, this is a commercial break where someone might be dead. It's an actual memento mori. I surrounded mine in all exclamation points and put, Kimber might die. I was so thrilled by an actual possible death before a commercial break. Oh, I never realized how much I missed it until it happened. I missed it so much. All right. So we come back from a commercial break and we find that Daddy Gaborbucks did, in fact, go to see a man about a horse. He helps Kimber up and says that Doc Martin is back at the ranch house. Doc Martin. Look, I have a bigger bone to pick than Doc Martin. Okay. Okay. Daddy Gaborbucks and the man he had to see about a horse, they're clearly wearing English style riding outfits. Their posture indicates English style, especially with how high they're holding the horse's heads up. And the saddles look like they might be kind of English, but it turns out they're not. They have saddle horns. What the heck? And then like Daddy Gaborbucks gets off the horse and there's like a saddle blanket, like a big one. And it's like, this is a millionaire who is wearing English style riding out gear on a Western style saddled horse. This is... What does he think is high culture? I I don't understand what's happening here. Uh, What happened here is that this entire sequence was drawn entirely without reference material. (sighs) Okay. Video calls Jem. And gets Mrs. Bailey, and she gets the most lines I think she's ever gotten in the whole show. Yeah. Where has Mrs. Bailey been? They keep her in a closet until they need her. Anyway, back at the ranch, Kimber wakes up on a couch in the ranch house, and the doctor... Or the man that he had to go see about a horse? I'm not sure about that. He's like, this is Daddy Gaborbucks. And Kimber's like, wait, 
Gabor, your your Pizzazz's dad? And he's like, Pizzazz? Oh, Phyllis. Oh, my God. His daughter came in second in the Indy 500, and he doesn't even know her stage name. And then Shayna pops in with, your Phyllis has been a pain in our backsides. Shayna, that is not what you say to the father of someone you dislike. You are very polite to them, and you pretend you're friends. I don't know. Like, it might actually be the right thing because he immediately pulls out his checkbook and it's like, what What can I give you to make this not happen? I'll pay for the damages. Please don't be angry at me. But Jarek is like, no, no, don't throw money at us. It's not your fault. It is, kind of. He's like, well, maybe I've spoiled her. It's hard to raise a child on your own. She's been uncontrollable since her mother walked out on us. What? 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 Her mother walked out? What? You can't just drop this bomb on us. This isn't a Mother's Day episode. Like years ago, apparently. God, this is, that seems to imply that Pizzazz's mom did not want her. Just dropping it and then moving on. God, and like Kimber sympathizes, like it's hard to lose a parent. But Kimber, I don't think this is a one-to-one situation. Your dad died recently, but he definitely loved you. We have an implication here that, that Pizzazz's mother did not want her. That's terrible. I don't want to know this. When, when Kimber and Daddy Gaborbox have this like bonding moment over it's hard to lose a parent, like Kimber gets more affection from Daddy Gaborbox in these five minutes than Pizzazz has gotten in the entire show. Oh my God. Not to mention he actually sympathizes when Jerrica has just been, uh, why aren't you writing a song? Oh, Pizzazz, honey. Kimber's like, I think I'm ready to write that song now. You know, it's no wonder that Pizzazz wants to be loved and adored by thousands. Oh, God. Oh, are we doing this right now? And plus, it's a faraway love. They can't hurt her. As Kimber finishes up writing this song. On a piece of paper this time instead of the back of a box. Yeah, and Jerrica says, oh, but it's too late. We have no way to get to Mulberry in time for the banquet. We called all the commercial airlines and none will get us to Mulberry in time. Okay, on the one hand, this is very practical. But on the other hand, you're telling me the Gem and the Holograms, the most famous band in the entire world, don't have a private jet? Daddy Gaborbus is like, excuse me, I have to call a business associate. And they're like, wow, Pizzazz is right. He only cares about his business. When did she tell them that? You just saw Daddy Gaborbus talk about how his wife left him and how his daughter is out of his control and he can't relate to her. But you're right. He only cares about business. Anyway, Gaborbus wants a Concord. Yeah, he calls to get a Concord from Hugh. Lou looks a lot like Eric Raymond in really big aviator sunglasses. Yeah, we get this shot of like this airline where it's two dudes like sitting at a desk in front of like a sign that has their airline on it, which is like the best way that all B-movies ever make up businesses. So we get to the Father's Day banquet, which is like in a... This looks like the place where they might hold the 4-H section of the county fair. It's a community hall of some kind. The video didn't arrive with the holograms and people get mad. Yeah, because it turns out that they canceled the original band because they knew Jem and the holograms were going to be there. And now there's no band. But it's like you already have the misfits in town. Mr. Clash is the only one who recognizes that there is also a band here. And he's like, hey, honey, you've got a band. Why don't you and the other misfits play? So immediately, of course, the misfits are like, other misfits? Clash? Oops, turns out Clash has been telling her dad that she's a misfit. And they laugh in her face. You'll never be a misfit. You don't become a misfit. You're born a misfit. Or you're a 13-year-old girl who swindles us out of $30. 
This is something that we have been asking you to put a pin in since, like, episode two. It was that easy for Ashley to become a misfit, but Clash has no hope. Clash wants so desperately to become a misfit, and Ashley was just like, I left home! Let me come into this bar and drink milk with you! And like, yeah, you got gumption, you're in. Poor Clash. Anyway, then there's a sonic boom outside. They land a Concord right next to this. This is a terrible idea! And the door opens and Jim descends. When did Jerrica turn into Jim on this flight? Did she just pop into the bathroom and then... Did G- Daddy Gabor Bucks not go, what happened to Jerrica? Why is she no longer here? Oh, you remember that one time that she uh, she had to lock herself in a bathroom on the entire flight to China? And behind Jem is Daddy Gabor Bucks with Kimber on his arm. Oh, and Pizazz gets mad. She shrieks. She charges at her father and Kimber's like, okay, all right, Mr. Gabor Bucks. Uh, have you ever tried, like, talking to your daughter instead of assuming it's hopeless? Even though it is, says Shayna. Shayna, stop helping! Pizzazz storms up mad. Uh, Daddy Gaborbucks grabs her. And honestly, he acts like she's being ridiculous when he did tell her he didn't have time for her on Father's Day. And then he shows up hanging out with people Pizzazz doesn't like. He seems to get all the narrative sympathy here, but he, he blew Pizzazz off for Father's Day she does have a right to be very angry with him. Also, I love Pizzazz's language here when she gets mad because she totally like goes into He-Man villain mode with the language she uses because she's like, you don't have time for me on Father's Day, but her, that waif? What do you think you're doing consorting with the enemy? I think she also calls her a witch. And then she tries to scratch Kimber's eyes out. And Gaborvix is like, I don't have to justify myself to you. You kind of do, though. In regards to today, you told her you couldn't hang out with her and suddenly you're hanging out with all these other girls. When you're supposed to be seeing a man about a horse. So they separate. They're still angry at each other. But it's time for the Father's Day song. This is to you, Daddy. And to all fathers everywhere. Especially Bonnie's father. He has red hair. It was right over there in the corner. It's a shame she missed him. So this is the hologram song, You're Always in My Heart. Which is a ballad where everyone has fond memories of their dad. I was half expecting this to turn into the Phil Collins song from like Tarzan. You'll be in my heart. You'll be here in my heart. Guys, we do not have the rights to that song. Uh, there's this moment where like Daddy Gaborbex has fond memories of baby pizzazz. And you think that this is the moment where they might at least like reconcile a little. But she just glares at him and leaves and he lets her go. Oh, this is just, oh. Why would you do this? This is supposed to be an episode where they get to reconcile, but no. At least like meet each other on like some level. Nope we we get to see a uh, we get to see a picture of Daddy Gabor Bucks teaching Pizzazz how to ride a tricycle, and then we see them glaring at each other and looking away. That's it. That's all we see. That's all we get. Although this video does have one really great shot where it's like Kimber and Jerrica walking with their dad uh, as as they get older and older. And then the shot transitions and it's just Jerrica and Kimber standing next to each other and their dad is just gone. And oh, yeah, yeah. Because it like it's it's spring. It's spring when they're walking with them when they're very little, then summer when they're teens, then fall when they're adults and then winter, cold, empty winter. And he's not there anymore. <laughs> And that freaking downer is the end of the episode. Cave Starlight is still dead. Pizzazz and her father don't reconcile. Happy Father's Day. This is just tragic. I'm depressed. I'm, I am sad now. Also, we still know nothing about Shayna and Aja's dads. No, they had these men on film. But beyond that, we didn't even get to see the, what they were watching. 
we learned in a casual reference that Pizzazz's mother didn't want her. Oh, my soul. Oh, this hurts. Ah. Well, you know what? At least we have the palate cleanser of next time when we watch The Treasure Hunt, where literacy is the greatest treasure of all. Also extremely valuable first edition leather-bound books. But, you know, look forward to that next time when we learn about how important books are. And maybe we'll forget the crushing despair of reality that is our incomplete relationships with our parents. Thanks, Jim and the Holograms. Thanks for just dredging all that up. The Gem Jam comes out every Sunday on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and YouTube. We are also on Twitter and Tumblr. You can find us just about anywhere at the Gem Jam, except on Twitter where we are at Gem Jam Cast. If you'd like to support the podcast, a subscribe and a review on iTunes or wherever you find our podcast would be super great. Really helps our metrics. If you have any cash lying around, you want to send your dollars to old Soupy Sales, I mean the Gem Jam, you can find us on Patreon. That is the second Soupy Sales joke you've made on on this podcast. I have a hard time not making a soupy sales joke every time I bring up the Patreon, which is probably not the best reference when we talk about where you should send your money, but send your money to us. Anyway, your dollars actually have helped us out so far. Uh, we were able to get some new uh, recording software for Kit so she doesn't have to spend quite as much time uh, hunched in front of her computer. Uh, she also bought a chair so she could comfortably hunch in front of her computer. My old chair was terrible. It was the worst. And we love you all. Uh, dollars or no, you are our favorites. And you, you are the true superstars. So until next time, dear listeners, I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm Mac. And this has been the Gem Jam, where we remind you that the outrageousness doesn't fall far from the tree.